The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat ruggers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. It's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. One on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. In that time, he will go live in that area. And then on the right side of the page is uh, where we're streaming now. And uh, so just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and uh, use the Rumble icon in the bottom right to join us on Rumble in the chat there. Uh, also, we are streaming to Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio live on Rumble. 
Be sure to subscribe to that channel. Also, uh, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and we're on the top of the page there at Before It's News. Um, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. And again, we don't rent your email, so let her spam it. Uh, you get one email from us a day. And then if you want our ministry email, which comes out once a week on Saturdays, go to Sons of Liberty Radio Live and it, or Sons of Liberty Radio.com, and you can sign up there right off the front page. Um, if you agree with our message and you'd like to help support the Sons of Liberty, our donate button is at the top of the page of sonsofflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of the page. And then our store is available, and a lot of products we have are your request. And they're uh, great conversation starters. There's some equipping uh, tools in there as well. And this probably is a, one of the equipping tool kind of deals that we've got going on special this week, the prayer that rocked the Capitol. And again, this is from 2011 when uh, Bradley gave the prayer at the Minnesota State House. And you'll see exactly how the Mockingbird media works and how they move in. They're coordinated. They're organized. They're part of the uh, and I loved it yesterday when I was interviewing uh, Malcolm Roberts from Australia uh, <clears throat> that. Um, they're coordinating together, and he was picking up on that, uh, the, that they can do it qu quickly. And he used my term, too, for uh, organized crime syndicate. And they're part of that. The, the media is a part of that. They're part of the organized crime syndicate. They're being paid off by uh, people like Big Pharma, who give them 30 to 40 percent of their advertising and others. Well, they went after Bradley simply for his prayer. And they even put words in his mouth of things he doesn't say. So normally this DVD is $20, a donation of $20. This week only you can get it for 50% off when you use the promo code prayer. Pretty simple. Promo code prayer gets you 50% off the prayer that rocked the Capitol DVD. So be sure to check that out. A couple of quick headlines uh, and short videos before we get to Lynn, because we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This is where all these come from. Bombshell, NIH, HID, Fauci, and others. $350 million in royalty payments from Big Pharma. Now, they weren't hiding it from Big Pharma. These these royal royalty payments were from Big Pharma to Fauci and two other guys that we know of, right? And it's been going on a long time. And Fauci is such a such a devil. He gave a talk in Israel, and they gave him a million dollars for the talk. A million dollars. Well, I wish I wish every morning that I got up and did this show, I could get a million bucks. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But this devil gets it for spewing his lies, for pushing his genocide. I, it just, it's incredible to me. And I'm so grateful we had Johnny Cerucci on uh, to point out, you know, his education background was as a Jesuit, um, or at least as a Jes in a Jesuit school. And uh, we see some of the hand that's behind uh, Fauci in, in what he's doing. So anyway, check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, outrageous, but are they poor? Unbiblical and unconstitutional welfare now has 59 million dependents. This is the latest from Bradley. Also, uh, as first U.S. city is surveilled by DHS and Chinese drone company. Yes, it's happening here in America. Uh, what's the name of the, the city? Chula Vista, California, has become the full, first fully surveilled city in the United States. It's like little Shanghai. I Pick your thing over there. I don't know. That's what it's like. Now China 
is sending swarms of autonomous drones through the forest to hunt humans. You think I'm kidding? There's a, there's a video of it. It's pretty fascinating. All this group, it's it's like something out of these sci-fi films that you see. You know the guy, uh, or there was a film, I don't know, a year or two ago. I forget the guy. What's the guy's name? He's pretty popular. He was in the, the 300 film. Um, and he was in there, and they shot out all these drones that went and attacked, like, the president and secret services stuff, like hundreds of them. Well, these things can navigate past trees and all that. Somehow, they have algorithms, too. And then they put it as targeting a person and sent them out. So this is pretty, while it's kind of cool things if you're in on technology and stuff, it's really dangerous for liberty. And that's that's the real problem. Check that out, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, now we're being warned that shortages of diesel fuel and electricity are coming in the months ahead. Of course, this is summer, so we're used to hearing them about the rolling brownouts and all that nonsense. All right. Uh, also, instead of going after her clients, the court quietly reduced Ghislaine Maxwell's sentence. Isn't that nice? You, you hadn't heard, heard. We've had we've had how many weeks of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? That impacts nobody's life, nobody's except their own. But yet, this Maxwell case and the Epstein deal affects all kinds of people around the world. And yet, we hardly heard anything from that from the from the Mockingbird media. And now they're looking to reduce her her sentence. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, Donald Trump did wish her well, didn't he? So I guess she's uh, she's getting that wish granted. New York City mayor defends kidnapping, strip searching of mother for selling fruit without paying the city first. This is Eric Gardner uh, with the, with fruit, except they didn't jump on her and they didn't choke the life out of her. Remember, he was out selling loose cigarettes without paying a tax on it, which. If you obtain the, the cigarettes, don't you pay a tax on that? See, this is this is the organized crime that has become government. Okay, this is what they do. Anyway, two quick videos I'm going to play for you, and then we're going to get to Lynn this morning. Uh, one is here. Look, check this out. This is Bill Gates. And I want you to just listen to what he says about this. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, uh, travel without diagnosis uh, uh, to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate. Oh, a low fatality rate. A disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a no, bit it's different like flu. than that. So that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. Now, the real problem, Billy, is the dangerous shots you're inter introducing into people. People could, a lot of people could, but the fact of the matter is when we had Malcolm Roberts on yesterday, if you missed that interview, it was a great interview, it really was. But one of the things he pointed out was that, is, is that uh, you know, there, there really wasn't, an issue as far as when we go back and look at the data, no more people died during the whole start of the COVID scamdemic than, than people died of flu and, and all the other regular things. There was no there was no pandemic in the data. Let's put it that way. But now there's this danger that's going on that's going to be going on for years with the shots that Billy and his boys gave us. Okay. Here's the second one. 
There's another two boys that died in their sleep days after receiving the second COVID shot. Check this out. Just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. Medical experts have been investigating what happened and have now released their report. An epidemiologist says it adds to a body of evidence that confirms Pfizer's vaccine can lead to death in children. NTD's Miguel Moreno reports. To attend class in some parts of the country, kids need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The federal government says they're safe, but gives them warning labels of what could lead to death. Uh, this myocarditis warning that is out on Pfizer Moderna is very serious. Epidemiologist Peter McCullough says this in light of a new report. Its authors investigated the cases of two teenage boys from different states. Both of them had received second doses of the Pfizer vaccine, only to die a few days later in their sleep. McCullough says that in his view, the study confirms that Pfizer's vaccines led to the deaths of the teenagers. That's the conclusion now, and it's the conclusion of several reports in the peer-reviewed literature. This isn't the only one. So it's clear that our FDA warnings on these vaccines are valid and justified, and these reports indicate in some cases it's fatal. The report was published by the College of American Pathologists, which is considered the largest organization of board-certified pathologists. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, known as the CDC, lists the myocarditis warning on its website for both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines. After no the fact. mention that myocarditis could lead to death. We contacted the CDC, but we haven't heard back. Yeah, of course you're not going to hear Miguel back Moreno, from them. Miguel Moreno, NTD News. Yeah, of course you're not going to hear back from them. And part of the issue is, is that the CDC waited around. They didn't put out anything until it started becoming apparent as to what was going on, at least in the public. They knew this stuff. They knew it. In the first month, we've got the documents that show Pfizer, the FDA, all of these companies, and the companies knew it before then, that they were going to kill people and that they were going to harm people. They knew it. And yet they still put it out. And I'm telling you right now, there is a, there is a man, when we were going to interview him last night and play it on Friday. We're going to interview him tonight. And um, his daughter was 19 with Down syndrome. There's no doubt in my mind they targeted her because she had Down syndrome. And it's going to break your heart, and it's going to make you mad that the, the way they did it. It's going to make you mad. This is why, listen carefully, I'm not I don't get testosterone kind of deal. I, I, that's not me. But when you, when you see and hear what they've done to this young girl, and by the way, uh, she was a Christian. Uh, I watched some videos last night of her being baptized and, and singing and dancing and all of these kinds of things. It's going to make you wish you had a militia in your county to go deal with these hospitals and to deal with corrupt CEOs like Alberto over at Pfizer. I'm dead serious when I'm saying it, too. The law that is being upheld to us is not law. It's, it's a tool of men who want to control other men for their own gain. It is not law. It is not God's law. And it's up to us, the people. You want the solution? Well, it ain't coming from Donnie Trump, and it ain't coming from Joe Biden. 
And it's not coming from your favorite politician. It's not. I don't care how good a game they talk. It's not coming from them. It's going to come from you and me. That's what it's going to come from. And the way we do it is constitutionally, according to Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, we build up that militia, we bring in the, the, the grand jury, and we deal with them ourselves. We deal with them ourselves. Okay? It's not vigilanteism. This is what the law requires. The law doesn't require any three-letter agencies. It requires the militia to enforce the law, period. And uh, we're going to have more on that in the future, too. But if you want more on it, go to tacticalcivics.com, learn your duty, and then perform it. This is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. And I haven't played the music in a while. So, I, you know, I got the buttons changed over. So I can hit that a little bit. And uh, Lynn, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I know I haven't I haven't had my intro music in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's my fault. I get going with stuff and I just, I completely forget. I do that with Kate. I do that. So, well, I don't do it with Bradley because he's so, he comes on like once in a blue moon here. We try to get him yeah. on once a month, but then I forget because my months, I can't believe we're in May. I still think we're like back in March or something. So that's that's hey, my when, fault. Hey, when you're having fun, dude, it, you know, time flies. <laughs> yes. Well, as far as de facto rule, which is what this quasi-law garbage is, I wanted to point out that if you missed last week's show that you and I did, it was all about the shuck and jive job that H.R. 899 and Senate Bill 323 about closing the Department of Ed uh how deceptive they were, but I forgot to mention, and it was in one of the archived resources, it was the What Do You Want article, I highlighted another bill from the House that was called the State's Education Reclamation Act, Tim, and that was also trotted out along with H.R. 899 uh, the last session. It's back out on the table, and this is the one. If you think I'm smoking dope when I say Ed will scatter, this is the one, Tim, that will show you in the summary. Here's where all the education activities will land, and it, it names labor, health and human services, treasury, and everything that we were, were talking about last week when we said it would go back to its former self before Jimmy Carter even came up with the the uh, unconstitutional department. So I wanted to point that out that this is playing right into that narrative for the midterm election uh, snow job that we're seeing come at us from all angles. And the Supreme Court is even getting in on it with its actions uh, over charter schools. Okay, now we've talked about charter schools before. These are uh, public-private partnerships, which is fascism. They're taking public money to pay for supposed private education, or they're taking private money for supposed public education, and then slapping it as, oh, yes, it's tuition-free, taxpayers, you don't have to pay a thing. BS and horse hockey, we pay everything for those charter schools. Now, in 2014, before I started my own blog, I did a guest piece for uh, one of my folks here in North Carolina. And that was what was coming at us was the Common Core, of course, but I laid it out for you and differentiated public, private, homeschool, and charters. Okay. And it's in that particular order, article that you're going to see. Yeah. Supposedly they're telling you there's tons of separation. But the one uniting factor, common core. 
or whatever it's been rebranded to right now. Because, you know, when I was on David Knight's show yesterday, he said, hey, we don't hear Common Core much anymore. And that's when I said, well, guess what? The copyright was an open-ended copyright, meaning it would never go away. And so maybe it's not called Common Core, but if you look at the copyrighted materials, it still says it. And it doesn't matter what lipstick you put on that Common Core pig, it's still a stinking pig. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to let people know, uh, Lynn, that I dropped yes. uh, in the chat mm -hmm. uh, your interview with David Knight that you covered Thank there, you. and so people can check that out. And okay. I haven't got to look at it yet. I'm going to look at it today, but I got it a little. I saw it a little late in my email inbox. But there's yeah. where you can find out. Uh, you can watch her interview with David Knight, and you know what? I'm glad David Knight's picking that up because I like David Knight. I, I really mm -hmm. do. We had him on the show, and he's a critical thinker, mm -hmm. and we don't. I shouldn't even have to say this. We don't agree on everything, but I, I mm -hmm. like his presentation. I like the way that he comes across with the documentation and his commentary on that. So I want to encourage people to take a look at that and we'll have a link up to that. If he's got a way to, um, you know, embed it, we'll put it in the, in the archive, but if not, we'll put it in the link to right, for the archive right. today. Well, let me just point out, if you want to hear just my part, it starts around the two hour mark, but it's interesting because just before I came on, he was talking about the Supreme Court as well, but in a totally different context than we will be talking about today. But before we get to the Supreme Court, I wanted us to take a little bit of time to lay the context, which we just did with the supposed separations of, of types of education, and really there is none. And of course, we know that page 17 of the Every Student Succeeds Act clearly said all education had to be the same. Well, that was that article came out before uh, Every Student Succeeds Act was actually put into law. So head of the curve there. But anyway, okay. Charlotte Iserby, back in 2012, did a video with, um, I can't remember the, the person's name. but anyway, Roger Fredenberg. Yes. Okay. We're going to start it at the 213 minute mark, and we're going to end it at nine minutes. And listen to what Charlotte was saying back in 2012. That's of course what we're going to going to talk about, and uh, the fact that it was all, you know, of course, the minute you say that something is deliberately planned, you're you're considered a, a conspiracy freak. That's smart, you know. They really did a good job brainwashing people with that uh, idea. So the minute anybody told the truth about what was going on, uh, they were put down. And um, as a freak, or what was the first time I was called a, a kook, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, went, you know, Charlotte. Yeah. Being a being a guy who was inside the Republican Party for years, you know, yeah. Joe Joe Republican supporter. Ah, ah, ah. Give me my pom poms. I'm a part of the cult. Let me wave my pom poms for Republicanism. Blah blah blah. And I was I was brought up in the party to believe that 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 you know education choice was the thing. Vouchers, charter schools. Man, you know, I mean. And then suddenly I begin to study under Charlotte Iserby. And I begin to realize that these charter schools are not what people think they are. Can you describe for the audience just what's going on with charter schools and why they're so dangerous? Well, the the major reason they're dangerous, there are a lot of other reasons, and I'll go into detail, but is that it's the first, I'm not saying it's the, the first real, first entity, uh, government entity that has been... Uh, uh, stripped of its uh, elected boards, right? Because there are, through regionalism, 
in this country for the past 40 years, regionalism, which is communism, by the way. People don't recognize that because they've never been told it, but I have the documents on that. Uh, through regionalism, we've lost a lot of our elected officials at certain levels, you know, county and sometimes at the local level as well. And borders have been erased between different entities and government entities, et cetera. But this is the first time a major a segment of our society, like education, for instance, which probably were, you know, takes up most of the budget, the local budget, certainly for people, property taxes and all, uh, is going to be controlled by unelected councils. Charter schools do not have elected school boards. That is really, for people who hear all these wonderful things about charter schools and all, uh, that's the only difference between uh, the charter school and the regular public school. There's only one difference, one major difference, and that's the public school system, as bad as it is, and I'm not defending it, and boy, that you couldn't be of anybody on radio more critical of the public school system over the past 50 years than, than myself, and I've written books about it and all. And, and so I'm not defending what was really done to the system and to our children. Well, all I'm saying is that there's one good thing left. If there's one good thing left in the public school system, and I think there are some good teachers left as well who really hate all this stuff as well, but the only good thing left is that we have elected school boards. And I, I say to people, you know, look, you may not have children, you may not even care about education, but uh, you're, you're going to care a lot when you you keep having to pay more and more taxes uh, for, I was sort of say, rotten food. Uh, you keep going back, keep paying more and more taxes, the test scores go down, but you are really going to be upset when you find out that you can no longer go first of all, and vote for somebody who might turn out to be okay on a school board. But the worst part is you can't get rid of them. Once somebody is carefully selected to become part of an unelected council, it's very unlikely that you, how, well, how, no, not unlikely, you can't get rid of that person. And basically, this is the Soviet system. I mean, if, if people who studied the Soviet system know that I'm correct, they have unelected councils. And if you look up the word council in an old dictionary, they're not going to have it in the new dictionaries anymore. They don't want you to know. You'll find the definition of council is a Soviet. So charter schools are very dangerous for that reason in itself. Charter schools, interestingly enough, are supported by both sides of the political spectrum. Uh, we were really lucky that last week the Secretary of Education, leftist Arne Duncan, who calls for uh, paying students for good grades. That's like pigeon training, right? That's uh -huh. conditioning. Yeah. He called for that when he was in Chicago. That's our Secretary of Education, but wait until you hear this one. Quite a surprise, even to me. I'm surprised he dared admit it. He came out strongly, I heard his speech, in support of charter schools. 
So isn't that interesting for all those people who tell us that, you know, we're on the wrong track with charter schools and we don't understand how necessary they are and they're going to give our children freedom of choice to have a wonderful academic education, all this and that. Well, you've got Arne Duncan supporting them and then you have the Heritage Foundation supporting them. And then, lo and behold, they really are getting brazen with their admissions. You have the Council on Foreign Relations supporting them. So what on earth, folks, those of you who are not happy with people like me, and probably you, Roger, and some of us, not too, not enough of us anymore, right? Uh, not happy with us, saying this is not the way to go. When you see these three groups working together, then you say to yourself, well, who is running the United States? We don't have a two-party system anymore. The left and the right is in bed together. I guess maybe some of those researchers through the years who said that we were implementing the Soviet communist polytech school to work system lifelong, maybe they were right. Okay, um, so you go. yeah, so so when people will check out on our Rotten to the Core Wednesday because they go, oh, this is education stuff again. Uh, I want the red meat. Tell me the red meat. Tell me what Biden did this week. Tell me what Trump did this week. Or tell me all this stuff. It's happening right under our nose here. I mean, Charlotte's pointing out the fact that this is Soviet-style education, and it's it's separating things out. We got charter schools. We got home schools. We got public schools. We got all these different quote-unquote options. And I'll still say this. Look, even though I know... The homeschooling falls under their Every Student Succeeds Act. That's the one at least where the parents have the control and they can tell you, they can tell the government to go pound sand. And yeah, you might face some stuff, but it isn't according, as far as I'm concerned, it isn't according to law. Their law is unconstitutional according to 10th Amendment anyway. And you, and as parents, look, we got to follow Deuteronomy 6. We got to teach our kids ourselves. We got to educate them ourselves, teach them to think, ask questions, learn as they go. And that way they can develop into something besides some kind of, besides some kind of cyborg who's going to do one job all the rest of their life and be like a poor old Winston in 1984. It, it, it is the parents' responsibility, despite what the state wants to claim. And I brought this up with Lauren Martell on Monday when we had her on. She's running for South Carolina Attorney General. And the parents are going to have to stand up and take their role seriously and say, you know what, state, you have no authority. I don't care if you put it in the Constitution. I don't care if you put it in every law that you write. The fact of the matter is the jurisdiction is in the home for the teaching of parents, and that's according to God's Word, not according to uh, man's tyrannical laws that he makes. And and I don't argue any of that. Sure. But when you have this, the, as Charlotte was saying then, and we're seeing it play out in living color now, as we have pointed out before, Tim, with the school choice fallacy, remember the goal, and this was something that she and Sam Blumenfeld and countless others uncovered in that research manual for uh, Goals 2000, was that the ultimate goal behind the school choice voucher garbage is to eradicate 
every form of private education, including homeschooling, so that it can be put under public jurisdiction and then appointed boards. So if you think it's just going to stop at, I can't vote for my uh, school board anymore. No, Charlotte had found and this is what Suzanne and I have been able to carry on and why we did that webinar on it. We found where it's not going to stop at you can't vote for your school board anymore. It's it because that's the first thing. OK, but then it's not going to stop them from having you vote for any other representative form of sure. government. So sure. that's that's the real danger. Now, not to I know we have a lot to get to. But yeah, very but quickly, Lynn, let, let's add ahead. this too. who can sure. we thank for that? The, the man that the conservatives all point back to who make oh, America yes. great, and I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about the guy who used that slogan before him, Ronald mm -hmm. Reagan. Yep. That's who you can blame for this, yep. along with, and people need to do Jimmy their homework. Carter. Jimmy Carter coming in, Ronald Reagan saying the Department of Education was unconstitutional, did nothing about it. Then you see all the debt that he, three times the debt that Carter had when, when, Reagan left yeah. office, all yeah. kinds of stuff that came out of that. And yet they're mm -hmm. presented as conservatives, constitutionalists, those who are Christians, those who love the Lord, who want to obey him, who want to lead his people right. And, you know, sadly, Lynn, God's people in many cases have become sheep, not to the father, not to the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, but to mm -hmm. man, because yeah. they perceive them as their as their hero. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll say, oh, well, it's all this party's fault or all it's all that party's fault. What did she say? What have we said for years? Both parties. OK, 2019, real quick. I did an article that will tell you it's called Rule the School. You and I did a show on it, Tim. And this was pointing to not just heritage as being supportive of charter schools, but Hillsdale College. This is supposed to be oh so great and wonderful for homeschooling. It's also going to point to like Cato and uh, John Locke and Goldwater and all kinds of these supposed conservative think tanks that are policy groups. And remember, policy is not law. Policy is an interpretation of the law. But when we have a country that is so, excuse my French, hell-bent on de facto rule rather than constitutional law, what do you expect? Yeah, when you get people who go away from the law, what are they going to be but anything but lawless? That's, that's exactly what they're going to be. Right, right. Now, helping lead this bandwagon of idiocracy <laughs> this week, because it's National School Choice Week for charter schools, Tim, and Virginia Fox just loves to, to spew lies. This is the same woman who got before God and Congress and everyone else in the world and said all education was career tech education or that Soviet-based skill-to-work garbage that, that we've been seeing. Now she's coming out and saying that, oh, here's this one school that is such the example for all charters across the nation. And we're going to, we need to prop up more of, of charter schools. So if you have that, I said, that's the thing I sent you over Facebook. Before we get to the Supreme Court, we're going to stop at Congress first with this, um, this shield. Okay, there she is. And if you would just briefly read her glowing comments. Uh, in honor of National just... Charter School Week, I'm here to talk about the importance of school choice. Families should be empowered to find the best learning environments for their children instead of being forced into failing public schools. Which, which by the way, she continues to support. 
Well, she used to be in it. Yeah, she continues. They're failing public schools, but I'm going to continue to support them with your money, by the way. Yeah. Not with mine, but with yours. Yeah, um, she's up for re-election. That's right. That may not meet their child's needs. Piedmont Community Charter School, located in Gaston County, North Carolina, just a stone's throw away from me, is mm -hmm. an amazing example of a school that puts students first. No, it doesn't. This, this school isn't afraid to hold its students to a high standard or to provide a challenging curriculum. Right. Um, schools like Piedmont should inspire us all to renew and strengthen our support for education freedom. You know, if you want education freedom, get out of the education business government and you'll get education freedom. Instead of trapping children into a race, uh, a race to the bottom, charter mm -hmm. schools like Piedmont are pushing students to the top. The top of the bottom? Is that what they're doing? More options mean more successful students. Happy National Charter School Week. Who declared that, Lynn? Oh, for 200. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I went and looked up Piedmont Charter. And if you go to their website, it is the fourth largest charter school in the state of North Carolina. And it looks like a prison. I kid you not. Okay. Listen, you uh, let me, no, let me, let me make a point here. When <laughs> I had Lauren on on Monday, running mm -hmm. for AG in, in South Carolina. I said, mm -hmm. all the schools look like a stinking prison when you go out there. They got their, their workout field, which is their, their stadium for their sports. But then when you look at the building itself and the layout and everything, the concrete walls, all the, the only thing lacking is to, is to separate that off into eight by eight cells with, with, uh, with prison bars. That's the only difference yeah. between them. Yeah. Okay. She talked about how, they had such great academics and all this. You want to know what they're using for K through eight? Core knowledge, which blatantly on the website says it is common core dictated. I kid you not. And I've done research on core knowledge because people go, oh, but it doesn't say common core. Oh, it, uh, anyway. Okay. They are accredited by advanced ed and advanced ed is an accrediting body that goes around and tells your schools and your school boards what you can and cannot do aside from what the de facto rule is telling you you can and cannot do. So they come in and they micromanage school boards. Okay. They are aligned to the North Carolina essential standards. That was uh, North Carolina's uh, way to escape having common core in the name of the state standards. Okay. Uh, they also use power school, which is nothing but a Pearson data raping uh, mechanism. And they also have for high school, what's known as future ready. They also use AP courses, which we've gone over before, Tim, how aligned those are. And college now, because college promise is such a big deal where we don't go to high school. We go to dual enrollment in a high school and come out with college credits and think, oh, how smart I am. And college debt, too. And if you sign up now, Tim. Here is the, here's the for nine ninety nine a month or whatever the, the the stupid ads used to be. It's tuition free, and you get a laptop. Well, hey, I want to go in debt, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars uh, for a free laptop. I, I I'm all about that. Yeah, but I'm the tuition free is the carrot. Yeah, yeah, and this is what Fox is propping up is this is better than a public school, honey. It's the same bloody thing. Yep, it absolutely is.
It absolutely is. Okay. With that said, we've now stopped at Congress. Okay. We've looked at the background. We've seen Charlotte. We've gone to Congress. Now we're hanging out in the Supreme Court. And oh, what a joy this is going to be. <laughs> okay. From Chalkbeat, we have their recent article on the Supreme Court and school vouchers. Now, Tim, think back a couple of years when we did the show on Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Barrett, or whatever the heck her name is, what did you and I say when they came on board that was going to happen with school choice and school vouchers and education savings accounts? And what did our research show? Lynn, I can't tell you. I can't remember what I said last that's week. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's okay. We, we told everyone we had the evidence that tied Kavanaugh and Barrett back to this Common Core machine, and we told everyone with their appointment to the Supreme Court that it was not going to bode well for people who loved true school choice and true freedom. And what are they doing now? They're propping up school vouchers. Now I am and they're not the only ones. I've got a I've got a little question here. Now you may not have an answer now, but I, I'm kind of okay. curious when you go back through and you look at things, maybe you bring us an mm -hmm. answer later. Okay. What do these guys have in common? Um and I only say this because of some of the information Johnny Sharucci brought us, and that mm -hmm. is isn't Kavanaugh a Roman Catholic? Isn't Amy Coney Barrett a Roman Catholic? And well, you, and I have to, you know, a lot of people go through Roman Catholic schools, right? They think this is higher education. And I have to ask the question, and maybe you can find this out. I don't know. Um, what is driving that? Is it really a Soviet-style thing, or is Rome ha taken over a lot of... We know they're Antichrist, we, because they right. don't even have a gospel that saves. They have a gospel that damns people. But d I, I've begun to think about some of that stuff as far as what is the influence on these people's minds coming from an Antichrist organization. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up, because, you know, years ago... I think it was before I got on, on on here every week with you, I did an article where I found that the Catholic Church has a common core initiative all its own. I knew and they it. Would, I knew it. They would they would bring in people like David Coleman to prop up how great now remember Coleman was one of the chief operators for Common Core and getting all the assessments that all types of education use aligned to Common Core, you know, like the SAT and the ACT and all those kind of things. Cause he's, you know, the idiot over college board because mama is key in all this machinery as far as Common Core goes as well. So, you know, like mother, like son, he's going to, you carry it on. So, yeah, they have their own Common Core initiative. You and I have talked about how they have taken the UN's uh, science, technology, engineering, and math and made it into stream where it seems like it's so much better. Now, that's one connector, Tim. The other connector is going to be a corrupt Republican Party, chiefly the Bush family, because Kavanaugh was connected to Bush. Who is Bush connected to now that's the flavor of the month? DeSantis. Well, isn't that, you know, but I, but I gotta, I gotta say, I go back mm -hmm. 170 years. I think all this started under Lincoln and I point oh, yeah. back to Arnold Dabney's book on secular education, where he said mm -hmm. what they were going to do with education. We're going to put force on the South. 
brought yeah. this up with Lauren on Monday. And mm -hmm. that's been the real problem is the states are going to have to rid their constitution, especially the southern states. But I'd say all states are going to have to rid their constitution of these parts in them where the state governs education at all because it's mm -hmm. not their jurisdiction. It's the parents' jurisdiction. Absolutely. With that said, we're going to go to this Chalkbeat uh, article. Now, I don't usually follow Chalkbeat because I know they're controlled opposition, but this is going to open Pandora's box, Tim, because this is now going into religious charters. OK, and they're somehow supposed to be able to separate. And this is why it's before the Supreme Court. It says here that an upcoming Supreme Court decision about school vouchers could have a broader impact in the decades ahead by creating an opening for Christian, Jewish and other religious charters. Interesting. Now, it, yeah. In the coming months, legal observers expect a U.S. Supreme Court to reject a main rule barring religious private schools from from participating in voucher programs. And it would establish that the states offering money to private schools will now have to allow religious schools into the mix. So anyone telling you that, hey, get your child out of the public system, but go throw them in a Christian school. This is where the danger is coming in for them. OK, so I know we have a lot more to get to. If you want to go to the Supreme Court website, that's our next link, Tim. This shows you the current case that was just brought up in the Chalkbeat article. Here's the case from the uh, Supreme Court blog. And what it's telling you here is that this thing started back in 2021. They've not been able to uh, have an opinion formed yet. They're not going to, they haven't voted on, on it yet. And it tells you here that the issue is whether a state violates the religion clauses or equal protection clause of the United States Constitution by prohibiting students in participating in otherwise generally available student aid program from choosing to use their aid to attend schools that provide religious or secretarian instruction. Incredible. Tim, do you remember anywhere in, in what we learned about uh, Supreme Court when we were going back through school? Do you remember anything in its makeup where it said it could rule on something like education? Well, number one, let, let's get it down. Number one, Tenth Amendment says anything we didn't authorize, you can't do federal government. And we didn't authorize mm -hmm. that in Article One. So they have mm -hmm. no ruling on it. They have no legislative authority on it. Yet they're usurping it and doing it and they're spending our money to do it. Yeah. And then uh, the second part is kind of escaping my mind here. Um, trying to rethink of what I was going to say there. But it's not just the law is against them. But when they when they bring it up, the states have the authority to say, uh, 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 uh. you know, remember that little guy? Uh, uh, uh. You, yeah. No, you don't get a place to come in here and to tell us how parents are going to uh, teach their children. And number two, the states don't have that authority. I don't care what the state of South Carolina wrote in its constitution. They have no authority in my home of what I teach my children. Nothing. They have no authority there. And I understand, but it's interesting they did not cite where in the Constitution the religion clause was. Because there's, yeah, there's not yeah, one for I, them to do that's, it. That's right. But yet that's what they, but all they had to do, Tim, to snow people was do what? Throw out those three words, United States Constitution. 
Yep, there you go. Yeah, and people okay. don't know their constitution, so they just assume, well, they must know what they're talking about. Well, I got you covered because in the resources, we're going to find the the exact parameters for what the Supreme Court can do. And then you can go back and look at what they are doing because it's not just an education they're meddling. Okay. Now, moving on from the uh, 74 million website. And again, I don't use this one that much either because it is controlled opposition, but trying to not cherry pick articles or show just one side. I'm trying to show how the opposition the real opposition is reporting on this garbage. Here's an article from them for a North Carolina charter school that is before the Supreme Court, and you're going to love what the topic is. It's not as important as allowing religious uh, exemptions or, or not having religious exemptions. This is over school uniforms. Yeah, it's making them into good little cookie cutter communists. That's what it is. And it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. It, it just absolutely is. Now, the, uh, yeah, it's the school uniforms. And this charter school is in Leland, North Carolina. And sorry, I have no clue where that is. But this particular article will bring uh, forth a group called the National Alliance for Public Charters. It'll reference back to that uh, case in Maine that we just talked about. But it also cites a Supreme court decision for Rendell Baker versus Cone back in 1982. And if you want to look at that later, that will be available for you as well. Okay. Now, uh, let's move on because not only do we have that, but we also have for you from the North Carolina archives, uh, the court brief for this particular Supreme Court on school uniforms. So if you want to really have your eyes open about how ludicrous it is what a kid wears to school, go to that one, okay? Uh, for the sake of time, we're going to skip that. We're going to go next to the Department of Education's page because on their website, Tim, they've done really good for you. They spent tons of money to put this out there for you. All the U.S. Supreme Court rulings on not only private schools, but homeschools too. Yeah, you know what? If I was a vulgar guy, they would get one of those fingers for me. I, but, I, but I'm basically doing it with my actions to say, no, guys, mm -hmm. you have no authority here. And mm -hmm. I, people, you're going to have to do it because obviously your state reps are in their back pocket. These guys pushing this stuff. We're mm -hmm. going to have to tell them ourselves. We're not doing it. Yeah. We're not going to go along with yeah. what, you, what you're doing. Right. But anyone who will tell you, well, you know, okay, I'm in this safe bubble because I homeschool. Well, you know, let's face facts here. Here you've got a page from the U.S. Department of Education that's telling you, okay, Supreme Court has even made decisions over homeschools. If you look deep enough into the Institute for Education Sciences, which is part of the U.S. Department of Education, you'll see that homeschoolers are just as data tracked as the rest of everybody. So you cannot live in this 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 mindset that you're somehow safe you need to be in this mindset of i need to be vigilant i need to know what is out there so that i can protect my family and that's why we do what we do tim on this rotten to the uh, core show all right next we're going to the national alliance for public charters and on this particular page tim it will tell you what their definition of a charter school is and it says here they're innovative what public schools well wait a minute didn't virginia fox just put out a press release 
that said they're better than public schools? Yeah, they're the same thing. Yeah, they're the same thing. Okay, very good. Now, it really tells you here on their particular website that if you look at their work, Tim, you will see they have a page devoted to tweaking federal policy. And remember, policy is not law, but here we have this entire alliance that is going to go in and whisper into people's ears about how education should be run. And if you want to find out just how devoted to the truth they are, go look at who funds them. All right, let's move on. We did a show called School Choice when it actually means confinement. Uh, We have that for you in the archives as well. And we went over uh, some of the same information that we're going over today, but there was quite a bit different as well. Back in 2020, when Kavanaugh was tapped as a Supreme Court justice, we we did uh, the article when lies rule, which was in the uh, when choice means confinement show. So here's where we had where we showed you all the ties that Kavanaugh had with all kinds of people who were propping up the fallacy of school choice. In that second image, you'll see a door that has a screen right in front of it. And what did I tell you? What did I tell you in that image? I told you then that much like a blocked fire exit, we cannot escape to be free from 100% of the educratic overreaches until we stop the educrats. Okay, their sole intent is workforce development, not academics and education. You cannot avoid the common core machine by simply leaving the public school. Why? Because workforce based education has become every type of education. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Now, the next, um, I don't know how we're running on time. If we, I know we're going to need to go over. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're about a, uh, a little under a minute right now. Okay. All right. For the archives, we won't do it now, uh, but it'll be in the archives. There's a 15-minute video I did with Alex Newman on the New American on the Supreme Court Everybody, ruling great to be for, with you. for funding and religious schools. You can see that. Uh, you'll also see the American Bar Association, and that's where we'll pick up on the other side. Okay. All right, Lynn, you got about uh, 30 seconds or so, so take your time and uh, tell okay. people where they can find out more okay. about you. CommonCoreDiva.com, if you wish to financially bless any of the work that I do or help support Suzanne through the Liberty Bells, right now that is the safest way to do it, and that is um, on my Common Core Diva website. Hit the donate button, put in PayPal, who it, who it's going to, who you wish to bless. Uh, you can always find us on the Liberty Bells on Rumble as well. I'm carrying on uh, by myself for the Liberty Bells until Suzanne can join us again, and we'll pick you up on the other side. Okay. All all right, guys, if you want to uh, finish out the rest of the interview with us with uh, Lynn Taylor, we'll pick that up on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Catch Bradley at 3, and we'll see you back in the morning live from Japan. The U.S. Marines going to talk to us about what they're pushing on. See you. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, Lynn, you want to pick up with, uh, and we'll have this video. I was just showing it there with Alex. Alex was yes. just on with Bradley yesterday. And, yes, he uh, was. Yeah, so, and he's got a nice little background he's got going on now instead of just his office there, um, which is that. interesting. Yeah. But I, I guess he's doing that because he's running for office. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but you said there's something with the Bar Association. I'm kind of interested. That piques my yeah, interest as to what's going yeah. on there. Yeah, well, 
way back when I did an article on my blog about the American Bar Association and how they had lined to Common Core. Well, here they come out now, and they're giving you their uh, interpretation of what public school Supreme Court uh, have in common. And you'll need to notice that in this particular article, Tim, they're citing the 14th Amendment. Yeah, those, says, uh, those mysterious rights that they just pull out of nothing. Yeah, but it, it, it's using it for justification, Tim, to state that public schools are constitutionally necessary. Mm. And then how the Supreme Court plays into that because it will come in under the guise of not just the 14th Amendment, but civil rights. So we're using all kinds of things to come in through a back door to justify what is unconstitutional in the first place. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring up the fact of using the 14th Amendment is because I tell you in the email, the American Bar Association is citing the 14th Amendment as a justification for constitutionality in education. Now, I give you an image in the email and we've used it on our show and it's on my blog. And it was telling you that when Trump's uh, foundations for evidence and policy making became an act, we had several amendments of our Constitution that were affected. And if you'll look, my friend Kristen pointed out the first, the second, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the ninth, and the tenth. And then I found where you can add the 14th, the 16th, and possibly the 24th and the 26th. So it wasn't just the obvious ones. It was some of these others as well. So the 14th Amendment was definitely impacted. And now we have the supposed leading organization for all lawyers across the nation going, oh, yeah, here's the 14th Amendment. and We're, we're justified. We're justified. Yeah, liars like little the Pharisees when they go and manipulate the things that they were manipulating in the law to justify mm -hmm. themselves. And Jesus called them out and he actually said they're trying to justify themselves in that manner. Absolutely. Now, I found this in Kansas and, and it's interesting because, you know, every one of our states has a line. But here's this one one blog where someone is actually speaking the truth, and it's the Kansas Policy Institute. And I love the headline because it says, education is still, and then for now, not a fundamental right under the U.S. Constitution. This article is brilliant. It absolutely is. And it says here, a noteworthy education-related court case has gone virtually unnoticed in the pandemic. Well, gee, what else did the pandemic have that, that was brought to the light? All kinds of things. So it tells you here, there is no federally protected constitutional right to education, at least for now. But watch in what happens, Tim, with this latest Supreme Court uh, going on with centered around this main case and religion. It, it's probably going to set a huge precedent. Okay. Now, uh, of course, we have the legendary Brown versus Board of Education. This was a Supreme Court landmark case that we have. And it tells you that um, this was from 1954. OK, and what it's telling you is that it ruled that separating children in public schools on the basis of race was unconstitutional. So it 
signaled the end of legalized racial segregation in the school, overruling the separate but equal principle that was set forth in the 1896 Plessy versus Ferguson case. Okay. You know, Lynn, one of the things, mm-hmm. if I can add, uh, sure. that I that I think this is why a lot of people deemed Martin Luther King Jr. communist. I don't know that he was, but the point is, is this, mm-hmm. when he was pushing this, this separate, this uh, bringing the, the, what they call races, I just call different colors of melanin, <laughs> that's all I see it. Uh, together in a school, they were legitimizing the public school system. That's the problem. That's the real problem there. And to force people together is not, I mean, that's that's anti-constitutional too. It goes against the First Amendment where you have the mm-hmm. right to assemble. Yeah. And by mm-hmm. the right to assemble, you have a right to be away from people you don't want to be away from, whatever the reason is. And I think that's problematic. And we get into that now with, um, mm-hmm. with this... Um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Ah, I always forget this word, but it's a simple one of where we can't determine who we're going to be with, who we're not going to be with, who we're going to do business with, who we're not going to be. What is that? Ah, I'll get it in a little bit. And some people will say, Tim, you're silly. I just have those moments where it just flies out my mind. But, it, it, it happens. Yep. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Now, for those of you who don't really understand where the Supreme Court is and where the rub is and why we're bringing all this up, I've given you the Library of Congress's Article 3 of the Constitution, and it's a huge uh, article, and it lays out every single parameter for the Supreme Court, and I dare you to find where education is in there. Yeah, most of their stuff is to deal with whether or not, uh, or to deal mm-hmm. with people who are in different states mm-hmm. or different uh, state legislatures against other legislatures, or maybe an issue that does impact what the Constitution actually says among a citizen. It's very limited. I think there's a, like four or five things in mm-hmm. general, that they can actually rule on it's that there's not very much there that they that there's so a lot of this but stuff that we see them ruling, ruling on. Is, on. Yeah. yeah, but look at all the other things. Now Any and everything they, they want to rule on, they pick and yeah. choose what they want to rule on. Yeah, and let's remember these people are appointed. And what was Charlotte telling you when you have appointed councils? Yeah, so you got a Soviet really, style. Yeah, that really makes you think about. Okay, so why was the Constitution written so that? The Supreme Court people were appointed. I'm just going to leave that out. That, well, that's that's <laughs> th- well. This is what I'm saying. I've had yeah. people write for me who would say the Constitution was God inspired, as though it was inspired like the Bible is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If that's the case, there's no need to amend it. It's perfect as it is, but it's not. It's flawed too. Yeah, but it the, but is. I hold up the Constitution. To the people who say they're going to uphold it. I don't hold it, uphold it myself because right. it doesn't apply to me. It applies to them. And they won't mm-hmm. even uphold the flawed writings of men. They won't even uphold that. Do you yeah. think they're going to uphold the law of God? No, they're not going to uphold it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting because with all these Supreme Court cases, back in 2017, I did an article, and that's going to be for you. It was called Blurred Lines. And this is where... I featured another chalk beat article because they were harping on the fact of there was this church out in Missouri that was wanting to start a charter school. And there was such kerfuffle over it that they threw it to the Supreme Court. 
Well, since when did it become the, the stopgap that the Supreme Court was to solve every stinking problem that, that we have? You know, well, why? Why does it have to be kicked up the ladder to the federal level for it to even be solved? I don't understand. Well, it's okay. so they can use that as, a, as the power, as the power yeah. hammer to put everybody else in line. Right. Absolutely. Now, in that particular article, you'll find the link, Tim, for the 55-page Supreme Court decision on this particular uh, church school, okay, which will lend itself back into the one we opened with, which was, you know, can Maine use their school vouchers to let in religious schools, okay? All right. The 2018 document for the Macon case, which is this main case, I give you that particular document because I'm not going to look just at the article because the article will skew what it wants for its audience. But this is why I love doing this is because I can find the actual document which uses actual words, not uh, an opinion. And you can find out for yourself, okay, this is what is really being said. And you can find out, okay, here's where the source told you everything. And here's what they left out. So you'll have that. Okay. Um, this will tie back into um, some of the common core activities that former Supreme Court justices have been involved in. And one was Sandra Day O'Connor because she helped create a brand new common core aligned program called iCivics. Okay. That was in 2018 under my article called Education Ads. In 2015, I did an article on the Supreme Court decisions with Title IX, which is going to really be uh, all over the news in June. Uh, so we'll just leave that at, at that, okay? If you want to know how badly Title IX has been watered down, I give you the National Affairs website where you can see a timeline of what it, was, what it started out as and what it's been turned into, all right? Uh, the American Bar Association archive that I have for you. This was from 2015, Tim, where I said that the Common Core was loggering up and that was exposing how the American Bar Association in conjunction with the Department of Justice at a federal level were gunning for education alignment because they were so concerned about troubled youth. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And then we also have another one from 2014, where I told you how Common Core was taking over civics through their new C3 program, which has to do more with collectivism and society than it does with, let me learn the Constitution, let me learn the Bible. Okay. And then lastly, our show where we did the um, one on the 14th Amendment that was back, oh goodness, I don't remember when it was, but it was when we did the show on HR 4174, where we said it just eliminated or severely gutted at least nine constitutional amendments. And that's in the archives for you as well. Okay. All right. And we'll have that up at uh, sunsandlibertymedia.com later on this morning. By the way, just want to let people know, um, sometimes I tell you about videos and stuff. I throw bonus videos in there that I've collected like that night or the day before, whatever the case may be. If you're interested in some of those, those are in the archives. I add those in. You'll be able to check out all the stuff that Lynn, all the work that she's produced here in the archive later this morning as well. Lynn, you got a final word you want to leave us with? Oh, pray. 
pray for my family, pray for your family. We've got to pray for this nation. Um, I know people will go, oh, well, there's got to be more local action I can do to that. Yeah, there is. But we, we really need to start there. We really need to focus on on that because the the Kabuki theater that's going on in our mainstream media, the the it's all the Democrats' fault, so the Republicans are over here out of focus going, okay, well, I'm going to trot out this little pony. I'm going to trot out that little pony, okay? Yes, was the 2016 election monkeyed with? Yes, but go back and look at all the other ones that were messed with as well. If anybody remembers what happened with those blasted chads, that was a Democratic result where the Democrats threw the election for the Republicans. So don't think that what you're seeing is what's really going on. So that's why I say pray. Okay. All right, Lynn, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for coming on every Wednesday and putting so much effort in everything that you do. I know you do it because you love people and you want the right thing to be done. Guys, take that advice and use it accordingly. Uh, Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. today, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then we'll be back on in the morning. We're going to have Catherine Arnett. She is in, she was referred to me by Captain Ben Davis. You guys remember Ben Davis out of uh, Arkansas that Dr. Bill Smith shared with me. And Ben came on of his stand against the military and the shots and things. He took the uh, the approach of giving them the scriptures uh, to put them in his file. So he said, if anybody reads my file, they're going to read the gospel in there. Good for him. So Ben has referred a Catherine on to me. We're going to talk to her live from Japan tomorrow morning. And she's been kind of back and forth texting me saying, do I got the right time? We got the right time because we don't want to mess that up because I think there's like, 50, it's about like Malcolm was. I think there's 12 or 15 hours difference or something like that uh, between us. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to hear straight from her. I've already got her document, so we're going to bring some of that up as well, and we'll have them in the archive so you can see what our government is pushing on those who are serving in the military. So, uh, yeah, join us in the morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Until then, see you.